Welcome to another episode of the Tag Team Podcast. We're your tag team marriage partners, Aaron and Trisha Groves. Hello. We are going to be discussing raising a family. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, raising a family. And I'm going to share some of my stories being raised in uh, the household of a police officer and then raising my kids in a, in a home where I was working in law enforcement. But then also we're going to talk a little bit about just raising a family and what values uh, we hold and why that matters. Yeah. And so, yeah, you uh, you kind of married right into a um, law enforcement family, didn't you? I did. I did not have the background of law enforcement parents, and yeah, uh, we had a lot of freedom to to kind of live like everybody else, go do the things we wanted to do. My parents were constantly together, every activity, yeah. sharing household duties. And I I don't think I went into the law enforcement life as a wife prepared and with the right expectations. Yeah. You know, growing up as a, a, um, a cop's kid, there are certain moments and things that stick out to you. Like I can remember... I was only four years old when this happened, but I still remember it. I can remember getting woken up in the middle of the night and sent to my aunt's house um, because uh, a police officer had just been shot and killed in Newton, and the guy took off towards the direction of where we lived. Mm -hmm. And so dad called home, said, load up the kids and get out. Mm -hmm. And I can still, I can even remember backing out of the garage. Like, I remember those those moments. and That was such a big deal. Um, for our community in, in Newton, when uh, Dan McFerrin was shot and killed at the Hy-Vee robbery, um, it rocked our community. And even at four years old, I remember that. And I even remember dad, you know, talking about it and now learning more now today as an adult, uh, just how much that affected him um, for the next several years. And so uh, growing up as a cop's kid was hard because... Um, Every cop in town was watching you. Mm. They knew what you drove. Like, you knew that they were watching you. And my dad worked overnights. So, like, I couldn't get away with anything mm -hmm. at night. And I knew. So my, my dad never drank. Um, and the expectation was I would never drink. And I knew if I came home with any ounce of alcohol in my breath, he would smell it. I would be busted. And I'd probably be whooped for it. Yeah. So like I was a good kid. I didn't get in trouble. Like I I didn't drink. I didn't I still hung out with people that partied. But um but you know dad dad made it pretty clear you're not going to do it. Um and if you do there's going to be consequences. And so and I respected his position um because being a law enforcement officer in the community, people know you, especially in a smaller community like Newton. And so there became a point as I got older like out of respect for him and his position, I didn't want to you know, do something that would make him look bad. But, you know, man, I can remember, I can remember I had uh, one, one afternoon I was driving around with some buddies and they were hooting and hollering out of the car while we were driving by some older ladies and they were, they weren't hooting at them, but they thought they were. So they called in dad's license plate on his truck. And like three hours later, I pull into Taco John's, which was the hangout back in the day. And here comes a squad car. And I get pulled out of the car. And my dad's basically got his finger in my face. And all my friends and everybody else is in Taco John's watching this happen. And I got sent home. 
And uh, so, yeah, so I, I couldn't get away with, with nothing. And it was, you know, as a kid, too, it was cool having a dad in law enforcement. And I know times have changed, though. Yeah. Like, times have changed. I know when I married in, your dad was very respectable, just a good guy, a good yeah. police officer. But I was also intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I think with kids your friends and relationships may be intimidated by yep. by your law enforcement or, or first responder family member. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you're, you are in the spotlight um, as a first responder in your community, um, as a military service member, like there's a certain amount of respect and, and living and working in Iowa, I feel like that respect is still there mm -hmm. with our heroes, unlike a lot of other states in our country. Um, but people are looking at you and they're watching, but you know, it was hard, um, growing up too. like, um, dad wasn't at home a lot. He worked second shift. So, you know, we wouldn't eat supper till his break time at seven o'clock at night. Most other families were eating then between five and six. Uh, we were, we were eating supper at seven, but we always sat down as a family. And I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate the intentionality of my parents of making sure we sat down as a family with dad coming home on break and we ate together. Um, because I think a a lot of families have gotten away from sitting down together and eating as a family and it helped build um, our bond and helped us connect as a family. You know, dad missed birthdays. He missed um, sporting events. Um, you know, we had to schedule holidays around his schedule. How did you feel about that as a kid? Um, you know, it didn't really bother me. Was there ever resentment me. to your life being different than other no. kids' life? No, there was never resentment. No. Um, and I think part of the reason was was my dad was very intentional on his days off about um, going out and throwing a football, mm -hmm. about going out and throwing a baseball. Like he was intentional about taking the time when he was home to to do things with us as kids. Yeah. And, and we I have really another podcast that talks about schedules, but just yeah. the idea of that intentionality. And we, we, we talk about it in that podcast and we want to talk about it here. What are the things you value in your family? What do you, what are some non-negotiables about mm -hmm. your family? And for us going to church and worshiping the Lord is number one priority in our life. And, and, and then each other, connecting with each other as a spouse. And we know when we're better together, we're going to be better for the kids, too. And yeah, we're going to be on the same page of how to parent them. Mm -hmm. and, and we actually asked our children recently the question, what did we ask them? So I asked them, when you look at your mom and dad and the, the things that we say and the things that we do, what would you say is the most important thing to us in our life? There's nothing like some children honesty to <laughs> We got one that that just didn't know. Yeah. We got another one that says you like you like to talk or you <laughs> like to speak. <laughs> that was our he's, youngest. He's 7. And then our but our oldest said, well, first I think the most important thing in your life is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I said that's that's right. I said what what's number 2? She, she said, well, probably your relationship with each other between you and mom. And I said, yeah. And then what? She said, probably your relationship with us. Yeah. And that's the exact, that, that's our order of priority. That's our order of what we value most. God, uh, uh, 
our marriage, and then our kids. And I would say it has taken us a long time to model that well. And absolutely, it it was that is a grace of God. I feel like to hear that from our oldest child because I feel like she she is the one that saw the worst of us, and yeah. we were in the we are we were in the process of of um, our life being intentional yeah. of God first, spouses second, and and yeah. family third. Yep. And, you know, so, so even, even growing up as a kid, I, I saw that there were things, um, that my, my, my dad did, um, as a father that I wanted to do a little bit differently. And one of those was like, I wanted to be intentional and in sharing with my children, like what I was doing mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Like growing up, dad never talked about work ever. Like we never knew what was going on at work. And I think he thought that was you know, that was sheltering us from any sort of trauma or any sort of, you know, craziness going on in the world. But I watched other uh, officers be intentional about sharing with their kid, and it really developed a strong relationship between um, them and their children. And so I was, I, I made sure to share things. Now I would water it down. I wouldn't tell them the details. But, you know, if, if I had to do a, a drug-endangered children removal, from a house, I would say, you know, a dad had to take a kid away from their home today and take them away from their parents because their parents were using drugs mm-hmm. and the drugs were more important to them than raising and taking care of their kids. Mm-hmm. And so we had to take them away and that would spur questions from them. And, and so, you know, I would just be sure to be intentional because another point to this is um, I had the opportunity to sit down with three addicts, uh, recovered addicts that struggle with um, meth addiction. And one of the things they said was, nobody ever told me how messed up drugs would make my life. Mm. Like, you know, you go through dare and you go through these other things, but my parents like never sat down and said, hey, drugs will ruin your life. Mm. And so I wanted to make sure my kids knew, like the people I was dealing with, like there was consequences to their actions, whether it was drinking and driving or the drug use. And so I was pretty intentional and sharing my day with my kids. Yeah. And I think I think it also helps your kids understand the importance of what you're doing on the job. Mm. You're not just gone to be gone or to work. Yeah. You are you are making a difference in the community. You're a hero. Mm. And and that's who we're talking to today is heroes of our state of Iowa and um I I think when kids begin to understand the importance of what you're doing on the job, it it does help them see things differently at home when you're not there, when you have to miss holidays, when you have to miss birthdays, mm-hmm. they, they understand what you are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things we didn't do right or didn't do well, and, I, and I'm thinking specifically back to 2020 with the riots, um, turning the news on yeah. and watching the news. Um, we didn't do a good job of maybe separating the chaos mm-hmm. from our kids and they they for instance the night the riots started in Des Moines you were gone that night I was I was actually you, working a, a sex trafficking sting yes. in another community yeah but I I had no idea where he was and oftentimes when big things happen in other communities they they pull they pull yeah. lots of officers from surrounding areas. And so Des Moines not very far from where we live. And, and there were 
huge riots going on that night, and I was just glued to the TV, not knowing where Aaron was, thinking in my head he was there, and I I couldn't stop watching. And next thing I know, my three little kids are behind me watching it with me, asking mm-hmm. what is going on, Mom, and, and what is happening. And honestly, I wasn't in the right frame of mind to not be freaking out a little bit and but I had to I realized I had to shut up shut it off and explain to them yes there's some bad things happening but we know that your dad is a good cop I don't even know if he's there first of all but if he is we know he's good at his job and he's he's gonna do he's gonna do the right things to Mm. to step up for what needs to be done and we do not have to worry we can pray and we can we can um, just ask God to be with him, but but we don't need to worry. And so it actually talked myself off of, off of a <laughs> ledge too. But um, kids are kids are watching, and they're impressionable of of your fear. And I think a lot of times in these first responder <clears throat> families, fear creeps in when yeah. when you don't know, or you hear on the news, or people are talking, and or you even are listening to the scanner. I had to realize I'm going to keep that scanner off. And yeah. And he's going to tell me when he gets home what happened yeah. or someone's going to tell me if I need to know something. But listening to that scanner was not. Helpful. I remember I remember a story uh, and I think it was the last time you listened to the scanner. Mm-hmm. Um, I got called out for a, a tactical call out and um, they start calling my number on the radio mm-hmm. and I'm not responding. And the reason I'm not responding is because I'm driving an MRAP. Mm-hmm a big armored vehicle down the road and I can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you started having questions in your mind. Oh my gosh, she's not responding. What's going on. And so it was unnecessary fear yeah. that trickled in because you were listening to the scanner. Right. Um, but you know, one of the things that, that I want to point out real quick too, is, is the effect on the children. Um, not long after our kids were watching that news, I got called out to go do something and my seven-year-old daughter at the time looked at me and said, Daddy, I don't want you to be a uh, a deputy anymore. And I was like, why? She's like, because there's bad people doing bad stuff. And I said, I know, baby, but I got to, you know, we need good people mm-hmm. to do good things and to make sure that bad people don't hurt good people. And, and so that just kind of broke my heart that she, you know, was subjected to all that garbage and you know, didn't want me to do my job anymore. And who knows how that affected her emotionally, you know, with me going out every night. But, um, but yeah, just be cautious of what you're subjecting your children to. Yeah. And I think even, even just the social life you let into your home or what exposes your children matter also, because it, yeah. the truth is your, these jobs are a lot of stress and, yeah. and, worry fear that creeps in and you have to fight against that let go of the things that give unnecessary worry and fear and yeah and even being intentional right so we tell new mm-hmm. new recruits this about um when you drive home from work so after your shift um you be intentional about processing your day but then you be intentional about um being present when you get home mm-hmm. after the shift because um your family needs a husband mm-hmm. or a wife when they walk in when you walk in the door uh your children need a, a dad or a mom when they walk in the door so we tell we tell the new recruits find that halfway point 
process your day, um, you know, get it all, get it all out there and then be ready to be home yeah. when you get home. And maybe if you take a squad car home, maybe that means sitting in your car for an extra 10 minutes after you turn off the radio mm-hmm. and the computer so you can process your day mm-hmm. and be ready um, to be with family yeah. when you get home. But the last piece we want to touch on real quick is just uh, family values. Mm-hmm. So raising a family. Um, your children and your spouse are impacted by what you value most. Um, you know, for us, we've already said it, it's it's God, it's marriage, and then it's the kids. And our kids know that. And um, the crazy thing is, is there's research out there that shows that children model behavior more closely than they ever first realized. And they've done some some studies on it. And the the gist of it is your kids are watching. Mm-hmm. And not only are they watching, they're picking up on what you're doing and modeling it. Like, have you ever seen uh, a boy standing next to his dad and all of a sudden he just starts standing like his dad stands? Or he has some of the same little nuances in the way he talks or uses his hands the way that his dad does. And that's because they're 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 um repeating the behavior that they're seeing and being influenced by so what you value in your home matters the way you treat your spouse matters mm-hmm. the reason the reason it matters in my home is cuz i have two daughters and i want them to see the way that i treat my wife so that they expect the same for their husbands if I don't treat you well, Trisha, if 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 I'm always making snide remarks and or I'm, you know, bickering at you or pointing out all your flaws at the time, never speaking life into you, that's what they're gonna expect marriage to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for my daughter. You don't deserve that. You deserve to be loved and have, you know, be affirmed and have good things spoken into you. And I haven't always done that. Um but when I had daughters, it like it made it more real yeah. for me as well. I was just hearing on the news how much marriage is looking down upon. And mm. more and more of the next generation is just refusing to to walk a married life because probably because what's been modeled to them has not been attractive. Yeah. And and they don't want to be caught in something so negative. And so um, that's the worldview right now is that marriage is a bad thing. And we want for you to mm. make that different in your homes and your family. We want you to be the father and the husband that you're called to be and model marriage well and mm-hmm. model what a, what a family life looks like well. Yep. Children are watching. Even your coworkers are mm-hmm. watching, right? Mm-hmm. So um, influence them in positive ways and help them, help encourage them in their marriage by being good in your own marriage. Um, we're going to leave you with a couple questions, as we always do, and you can get these questions online um, on our website. You can go to impactiwasheroes.org, click on the resources tab, and go to podcasts, and each podcast episode has questions with it. So why don't you kick us off with the first question, Trish? Yeah, so question number one, what are the stresses and worries of having children as a hero? So you're a hero. Talk about it with your spouse. And, and talk about what are some of the things that maybe have recently been stressing and worrying you. Mm. Question two, as the spouse of the hero, how hard is it raising the children 
while your heroes at work. And, and this is the time to be an open, uh, to have an open, frank conversation. Like, you know, it is difficult yeah. when I'm home alone until three in the morning until you get home. I'm the one getting them around for bed. I'm the one be open to like, because I think as here, we need to be reminded like how much our spouse is doing yeah. and how much work is involved with yeah. that. Yeah. And even, even when they say that out loud, having the heart of how can I be more intentional with my time when I get home? Yeah. So question number three, have you communicated those feelings with your spouse? So just kind of another follow-up question to that. Yep. Talk about it. Yep. Number four, heroes, how do you process your day? How do you process your day so that you can be your present with your family mm-hmm. when you when you show up at home? So one of the things we talked about was finding that halfway spot, if you can, on the way home where mm-hmm. the first half is is processing the day. Second half is what am I going to say to be a dad and a husband when I get home? Right. And, and you may need an extra five minutes when you walk in the door. Yeah. Right. Yep. Hey, I need five minutes just to decompress. If it, I always told Aaron, something is better than nothing. Yep. And so if he would just say... I had a rough day and I need five to 10 minutes. Yep. That is so much better than silence. My day was fine and closed down barriers. So, But here's another another thing, too. You may walk in, in the door and your spouse may be like, I've had a rough day with your three children. Your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> so just be prepared. Yeah. I want to end with one more question, though. Um, and it's this. Uh, what are you modeling for your family? What are you modeling for your family? Because they're watching. Yes. So that concludes another episode of the Tag Team Podcast. And just remember, stronger marriages make stronger heroes.